Welcome to Freaky Fauna Friday, where every Friday we take a little time and explore some of the freaks of nature from around the planet we cherish so deeply. So please, jump aboard and let's explore the wilds together. Welcome back to Freaky Fauna Fridays. Uh, this week's animal hails from the land of Japan and other parts of Eastern Asia. I don't know what that was. No, uh, we're going to do Quaternix quails. Mm. Uh, specifically, with dealing with some of their domestication and stuff like that, they are considered a subspecies of the common quail, which is kind of that big one over East Asia. They are an old world quail species. Oh, I like the name of that, the sound of that. What? Old world quail. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're also considered a subspecies of Japanese quail, uh, and they are related to turkeys. Mm. Which is just an American thing. No. They're not? No. I thought turkeys were only in America. No. They're in Asia? I believe some parts, yeah. Then why Ben Franklin? In South America. Want to make it the, well, South America, that's America's. But I thought, why do you want to make it the national bird? Because they were awesome. Well, yeah, they are. Gorgeous and impressive. I just thought it was because they were only here. No. Hmm. But no, they uh, in nature they're considered uh, no concern or least concerned. Basically, they don't have much problems keeping up with their predators and human stuff. Um, people are breeding these things. We have them here. So Caternix quail are very special in a couple aspects. They can start producing eggs six weeks after hatch. And they can be harvested for meat 10 weeks after hatch. They have extremely high fecundity, is the name of that word. Is what? Fecundity, which means from the amount of offspring one animal can produce before it dies or is eaten. Okay. Basically, that's a kind of a rough translation, but... Makes sense. Uh, these guys prefer like little like pine forests. They are located in Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, southern China. Uh, they're great. They're beautiful little birds. So the coloring on their eggs is to help their eggs camouflage. They can produce both nor- like plain colored eggs mm-hmm. and these eggs with splashing. Pretty so, much all of ours have splashing. Yeah. Uh, I, we have one. I have one, I think, in the incubator. It's almost clean. Okay. Uh, but what that is, it's every layer. It's really cool how the body produces those colors because mm-hmm. it literally puts a little bit of every layer of the egg. So if you could kind of see it from the side view... Those colors are actually go all the way through the egg layer, like in different patterns. Oh, cool! So they're overlapping. So yeah. if you really get a, if you ever get the chance to look at a Caternix quail's egg, and hold it up, and really, really look at it, you can see, uh, they almost look like they're different levels. Okay, understood. Because they are understood. Okay. Yeah, they're neat little spotted yeah. eggs. Yeah, the roosters do make a crow-like sound. It actually sounds. Anybody's ever heard like a turbo in a car, spot like uh. Recharging. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay. That, I can't do it, but you know. <laughs> that was those, a good attempt. One of those fun noises. Uh, these guys need super high protein food, but are very, very good with water efficiency. Um, they they breed really fast. Uh, they w- can form pairs or like trios in the wild to where they'll keep breeding with the same females and males. Gotcha. So uh, what's that word called? I can't think of it. With duck, geese do it. I just seen it. One second. I don't know why it's not in my head. Well, there's monogamous and polymonogamous. Okay, monogamous. So that's, that's what it was. They're more poly polymonogamous, yeah. which is means 
It's the same group that's continually breeding. Correct, but it's a small little group. Yeah. Uh, the eggs can incubate as fast as 6.5 days all the way up to 18 days. Uh, like I said, there are all kinds of crazy egg colors. But these guys have been domesticated by people. They are hyper-efficient. Uh, they're really friendly little birds in domestic circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll ram each other like they little uh, back up and ram each other like goats. Nice. Okay. Uh, I've yet to witness that with ours. I was going to say, I was <laughs> waiting to hear that story. But no, it, it's something they do to kind of where roosters will fight, but they don't like rip each other apart like chickens and stuff like that. Gotcha. They just kind of do that and then it's kind of the end of it. <laughs> but no, they're just extremely neat. Uh, there's active research state, like active research with them. Uh, interest in the Japanese quail as a research animal greatly increased after 1957 due to a group of universe, a group in the university of California and Auburn university who proposed the value for their biomedical research. Okay. Is now widely used as research purposes in state, federal, and university and private laboratories. Fields in which Cotornix uh, quail are widely utilized include genetics, nutrition, physiology, pathology, embryology, cancer, behavior, and toxicity to pesticides. Okay. So they kind of get the roll into the deal, but it's because they can breed so quick and they can have so many generations in a time. There is scientific benefit to having an animal where you can see how it passes down certain things to its offspring mm-hmm. and their offspring and their offspring. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, but yeah, they kind of do get the, the raw end of the deal. Mm. You give them cancer and, and introduce them to pesticides. That sucks. Uh, Japanese quail eggs have orbited the Earth several times in the Soviet uh, space sta- Soviet and Russian space stations, uh, including in Botna 5 satellite, somewhat 6... In Meyer Space Station. What, they, and, they put eggs on this thing? No, they brought them up as food. Oh, okay. Because the quail eggs are like... A, a like, lot smaller. Well, that and there, people absolutely love them. Like a couple of the Russian astronauts, it was like they get to take one thing. Quail and eggs. That's what they take. You know, he's not... I, I can get along with this person. Yeah. In March 1990, uh, eggs on the Meyer were successfully incubated and hatched for the first time. Making them one of the fir- or the first bird to ever hatch in space. Nice, nice. That's a good. That's a freaky fauna fact. These Coturnix quail are the first quail or the first birds in space. to ever hatch in space. That's awesome. Fun fact. <laughs> Drop that at your next party. <laughs> Drop that. Coturnix quail were the first quail to ever hatch in sp- or the first bird to ever hatch in space. Like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. The more you know. So, what do you, you have anything to add, Jay? No, those are fun little facts. Uh, what do you? How do you like the quail so far? They're neat. I like listening to them. <laughs> they do just make constant little noises. Yeah, but it's like a gentle, relaxing noise. I don't know how to describe it. They're not loud by any means. They don't sound. They're not annoying. It's just a no. It's a, it's sound. like it's almost like songbirds. They chatter like songbirds. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's been Fiki Fauna Friday. Get yourself some quail. If you haven't tried a quail egg. See if you search around your area. See if you can find one. Just hard boil one. Eat it. Tell, let us know how it is because I freaking love them. Yeah, I'm gonna try to make. I'm waiting to make scrambled eggs. Now, see, now I'll tell you my only experience. Oh, you do have that thing to cut them open though. Yeah. So I, maybe I needed that. Their heart, their membranes are a little tougher than normal eggs. Yeah, they're no, they're extremely r- tough eggs. Yeah, they are. Oh, uh, they are. So basically, they look like rocks on purpose, and like they're made so animals can step on them. They're and pretty not tough. Pop. Yeah. Oh, I, I cracked one, and I couldn't, like, get the egg out because it was still in that membrane. I had to, like, try to cut it, and then I tore the yolk, and I was not happy. So I liked hard-boiling them. So good. They're delicious. They're bite-sized little hard-boiled eggs. All right. Have a great day. Have a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Remember, read the article. 
love your family, relax, everything's going to be okay. Yep. If it's not good yet, it means it's not the end. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Freaky Five on a Friday. If you want to help the podcast grow, remember to share and give it a five-star review.